What it do, y'all? This is that Higher Learning Podcast, and I'm your host, Tammy T, Local Vibes Only, and we in the place to be, you guessed it. We at the Millionaire Grind headquarters with Ernest Fields at the table. We got Joyride in the City at the table. We got Purpose Driven Tees at the table. We got one at the Realtor at the table. What it do, y'all? We finna get into these topics. Higher Learning, this is something new. We, chest, we tested it out. I think this is going to be a dope, dope, dope it. Can I curse on here? Do your thing. This is going to be a dope-ass conversation, and I want y'all to just stay tuned, and we about to get it in. All right. First, because we have a an agenda, because it's always good to have a plan. Yes, everybody agrees we have a plan. Yes. And we the plan, plan. we're going to talk about customer service. And black-owned businesses, cause it's a it's the it's the difference between a white-owned business and customer service, and a black-owned business and customer service. But we can all agree that it's an important it is important to have good customer service, right? I great know. customer service. Great customer service, right? And I, as a black business, we gotta have great because we already preserved to begin with. Right. So great is good, and they are, and I. You're right. But you go to the other side, they can give you okay, and it's great. See, because that's, that's how we was brought up by our mama and dad and them say, y'all got to be 10 times better, 100 times better. So even, like Ernie said, you got to be great. Hey, that's true. Better get your faulty flakes on. What you said, Tony the Tiger, you caught that. That's my you better know it. What you said. <laughs> you better believe it. In this thing. Unfortunately, that's really how it is. And, um... I think as black businesses, we have to be mindful of that, um, and not and not sit there and think that when we drop the ball, we get to just now make an excuse and say, well, you know, a lot of times when black businesses, when they receive complaints about their customer service, uh, you know, the first thing we do to justify us dropping the ball, y'all y'all ain't that hard on white businesses. White business can do this, and y'all will go back. True. I mean, honestly, a lot of times that's true. Uh, but I also think we have to be mindful. We don't have that room, though. And because it's so thin for us, we need to, that just means we got to be 10 times more conscious of it. Because the the bigger effects of it is we, when black businesses drop the ball with customer service, they put 10 other businesses behind because we'll walk away from our whole race. Sadly, black people will really have a black, have, if they get a bad experience, they will walk away with, that's why I don't go to black businesses. Mm-hmm. Because people get tired. Uh, it's but harder. can we really say that though, as a black person? No, I wouldn't do that. I mean, but I mean, can we, I mean, we should feel more than obligated to support our own. I'm just saying as a people, do we feel like as, I mean, I know we have our rights, but do we feel like we can really say I don't support black-owned businesses? Now, I I would never. I would never feel like that. But, but what some I, people do. They do. And, and the thing, but here's the thing. It's almost like the same way I've, I've learned to deal with, let me give my disclaimer, from a personal place, like even for me personally, I don't understand how any black person don't believe in God. But what I've learned to understand is that people who believe in God, they have their reasons for believing in God. 
people who don't believe in God, they have their reasons for not believing in God. And so it's the same way with everything else in life. Uh, although I can never see myself making that call. We also, I'm just saying we have to leave room for the reality that there are a group of people who take bad customer service from one and they do get you know strike the whole race and so because of that because we know that that exists regardless of whether we can justify it or think it's fair because we know it exists that's why as black business owners we should be that much more conscious of making sure that we deliver great quality customer service and that'll solve all of it exactly personal accountability exactly all right, y'all, around, ta- around the table, what is an appropriate wait time at a restaurant? Like, you, you, now, you didn't make a reservation. Let's just say you didn't make a reservation. But you want to support the black-owned restaurant. What do you feel is an appropriate wait time for you to go into? Let's say you're going in on a Thursday evening. Well, it depends. I mean, it, it depends first what kind of restaurant is it, right. you know. So I already know what I'm stepping into. So if I know I want a fresh steak, Boom. I got to leave you room to cook me a fresh steak. Right. So that kind of restaurant is different from me saying I'm going to go to the local mom or pops or, you know, I'm going to get a sandwich. Right. And it's that like, you know, because I honestly, I've had experiences with uh, local restaurants, you know, that I purposely went to go support. And I might have been on lunch break. So I got to get back to the shop. You know, I just, I'm just trying to purposely go there and it's further away from me than McDonald's or one of the traditional ones that I can go in and a drive through that made right. it convenient. And I got it in two minutes. Mm-hmm. I go over here and I call it in before I go. Before you know it, uh, they tell me 15 minutes. I arrive in 17 minutes, so I know I'm supposed to be there in two. You know, so I'm there now for another hour. So we can all agree that it, that ain't cool. So if right. if you tell somebody, black-owned business owners, if you tell someone that their order is going to be ready in 15, that shouldn't be just like your regular thing to say. Oh, we just tell people that just as a as protocol. Mm-hmm. You should actually have your be your, accurate. It, be accurate. Be accurate. Respect people's time. That's what I was looking. Have for. integrity. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's that boils. That's integrity. Just tell the truth. Right. I think another thing what I uh, get so disappointed in most of the times is y'all ever went to a restaurant and you didn't caught their order in, but they hadn't actually prepared the meal. They wait till you arrive and then push you out. Because they don't trust that you're going to come. Yeah. I think that is, what's the point? If you're still going to um, tell me to call the order in, but you're not going to fix my food until I, I arrive. I by the way. Yeah. So I don't know who came up with that mentality. I think that sucks because it's like, like you said, he called his order in, but he waited an hour. Is it that they didn't prepare their meal or what? Like, who came up? Who said it was okay to do that? They did. Nobody else. I know. And we don't approve of this message. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's, that is, their businesses are doing it. Like, you calling. So, don't Several tell me to call of them, them, though. It's no calling. You shouldn't even say you can do calling orders if I got to still wait. And, and really? I and Keyword. Keyword, my bad. And I think it has a lot to do with black people as an at large mm-hmm. we need to get rid of that cpt mm. mentality right now today we need to stop uh praising the fact that i'm known for running late mm-hmm. anybody know if you want me to be somewhere on time you got to tell me it start an hour no 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 fuck i don't know <laughs> and the thing is and what we need to do is to even make people start being on time start starting your shit on time i don't care if it ain't but two people right. there 
get started. And so it's a give and take on both sides. And I think the it create it's created a much bigger problem. People do not respect time. They don't respect their own time. And by default, they don't respect the next person's time. So now when you have other when you're trying to cater to people, you totally strip the time. You act like time does not apply to your customer service because it's like, well, that's just us as black people. No, because you do business with some people who really run on time schedules and people who really do have good character, good integrity, who who don't have an issue with saying, if I got a meeting with you at 12, I'm going to be there at 12. I'm probably going to be there at 1145, but at the very least, I'm going to be there by 12. But here's the kicker. We understand life happens. We understand things change. At the very least, if you realize that what you're doing, you're not meeting the time that you set, now you owe it to that person to communicate. Let them know something came up, but don't just, you you don't just get to just be running late, and now when you get done, you just hand them stuff like, I'm done now. Uh, First of all, (laughs) you owe me a discount or something because you cheated me on customer service, and your price includes customer service. That leads us to our next topic. We're going to talk about discounts in uh, black businesses. Uh, Think about this. Uh, We never see white business owners go to each other and say, hey, bro, uh, what's my discount? Before you even ask them what the price, like, it's free. Nigga, I'm going to give you a discount on free. (laughs) Like, I was going to tell you that first. (laughs) So, like, but you never see that. So, it's like, why is it? Like, have y'all ever thought about what led to this so we can learn how to get out of there? The hookup. Everybody, I don't know what it is about us and wants the hookup and i mean and some people actually expect it like because i've had people come in, what's my price yeah the Your price, price is the price my, the price you know what I it's it one size fit all the like one price suits all i would say um just going back like piggybacking if you ever had an issue with the white business owner do you they immediately say hey I'm gonna get this to you, you know. The black people, we're gonna be like, nah, we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna give it to you, you know. You still gotta pay their regular price. No different from what we're doing right now, our businesses. We try to work with everybody, right? They budget or whatever the case may be. But when we say, okay, we didn't help you with it for this long. Now it's going to be this price. It becomes a problem. Ah, oh, well, you weren't charging me that much at first, but I think it is the mentality of like, we owe them something. We don't owe you nothing. We out here working and hustling ourselves. So I think it's more so, I don't know where they came from. I wonder if it was slavery days, whatever, but we do need to stop we that. Can I throw an a opposite? I th- to be honest, I think for it to be as widespread of a problem as it is, I think. I would like to believe that business owners started it. And um, and the reason why I say that is because I see it so common now mm-hmm. where when be, when we start our businesses as black black business owners, because people make us think, well, because you knew, like because like yeah. in your new stage, you're not worthy mm-hmm. of receiving all your money. So we come in just wanting that exposure and wanting to get out there because I can even say for me, for the longest, for the first 30-something shirts that I launched. Every time I launched a new shirt, my shirts were on sale for $15 for the first three or four days. Mm-hmm. That's every shirt. And in my mind, I'm, of course, I'm like, okay, if I put them on sale, way more people going to buy them. Because, you know, I'm going to get my biggest push 
from when I lunch. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I did that for about seven or eight lunches. But then one day it hit me and I knew, I don't own up, like I've done sales for everything. And in my mind, I had to realize, okay, yeah, it got a lot of shirts out on the front end, but it didn't necessarily bring me back the return that I thought because then I started realizing, hold on, I got a group of people who now because they realize that I put my shirts on sale and I lunch, so now it's motherfuckers even though I got 30 shirts to choose from and instead of them choosing out of one of them 30, there's 20, they asking me, when you gonna launch a new shirt? Cause they mm-hmm. waiting on the sale. Mm-hmm. And so I had to draw the line. So now no purpose driven tees don't go on sale when they launch. And now when I do sales, I only do sales to people who have already purchased the purpose driven tee. So you will not enter into my fold at a sale or discounted rate mm-hmm. because I'm, cause now I had to learn it the hard way. And so my thing is if you ain't willing to pay me full price, you ain't worthy to wear my shit period. Facts. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Yeah, you know, where I think the problem come from. Like, think about this right here. It's going to be kind of an analogy. But think about, like, go and say you're Grindmaster. <laughs> Grindmaster. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you better believe you it. Better you better believe it. better know it. it. Nah, but think about this, though. Like, um, back in the day, we as black people, we wasn't business owners. We used to work at the businesses. Mm-hmm. So imagine if you work at uh, McDonald's. Uh, that's a franchise that moved into your neighborhood, right? Right. So if that's not your mama's uh, store, that's not your daddy's store, that ain't your cousin's store that you're working at, that's somebody else's money. So you cool with, hey, man, pull up in the drive-thru, I got you, I'm going to give you a few burgers for free. Mm-hmm. So okay. now yeah. the difference is you own that burger joint. So when they say, hey, you used to give me a discount, uh, now you like, dang, I'm robbing myself. So to them, the perception is the same in the drive-through. Boom. To you, Listen. it's a different position. So you started it. Yeah. So now it's like they, you can't expect somebody to grow with you that never was intending to grow. You just grew and stood there, and now they still have the same mentality. But it's like you used to give me burgers free, bro. So now that was their daily meal. Yeah. Now that it, now that what used to be, thank you. Now they expect it. Mm-hmm. Then now that they expect it is. Oh, you took that from me. You owe me. That was mine because that's what they were depending on. Now that's why we have the friction that we have between the black business owner and the black customer. Ooh. Because they said, you switched on me. Yep, that's but it's like the only Damn, thing I did Because he group. snatched the boat. Right. All I did was group. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They took the whole boat away. Right. There it is. Drive master. Lay it down for a cutting trash. It makes sense to me, though. It just mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. And I can only yeah. say that because I've been a business owner now for eight years. Well, eight years of a business owner, but 10 years entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And I can see the difference in, you know, imagine again, you work at FedEx and you slanging boxes. And then you got packages and you cutting them and you taking all the playstations and game boys and Whoa. everything else out and then before you know it you like hey bro man i didn't work that fed it so long i done figured out the game i'm gonna go open up my own time you know so now we're gonna do the same thing and you running it legit your homeboy's like bro you remember how we used to bust them boxes down at fed it hey man go on the back and bust them you like you realize you asked me to ride my own business <laughs> damn yeah because now the customers gonna they know who is who to find yeah we own the spot now yeah. we ain't so you got to move different so when you growing and Move you staying next to somebody that ain't trying to grow, and they say, you leaving me, but what direction am I going? I ain't running forward. I'm growing, and I can pull you up here. You just trying to stay there. And that's where we got all these problems at. Yeah. If you think about it, it's your old friends that 
still doing what y'all used to do that's mad at you. Mm-hmm. It's your cousin that's still where they was that's still mad at you. And it's like, what's the difference? I grew. The growth. Mm-hmm. The growth. It's grow time. So when you. When grow you, time, baby. Grow time, baby. This makes sense. Yeah, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so I think that's where it comes from, and that's now it's like so many people ready to grow, and they like we've been business owners and entrepreneurs long enough to be able to realize this is where my loss is. So when you identify with that, and you had the time, now it's a whole generation of people that have the same argument because we finding out somewhat around the same time because it's our generation, mm-hmm. you know, education, mm-hmm. high learning. How you learning? How you learning, baby? We up in this thing. And, and you're that right. Was. And not only that, just the transition in my life when I started my brand or just trying to do better, you know, I'm not going to club, I'm not going to party or do any type of those things. I want to, instead of me going to the club, I want to figure out how I can open up a club. That was my thought process. Because I'm looking at it, it costs you $10 to get in the club. Okay, look how many people in this club. So I want to try to reach out and talk to people like, hey, let's get together and try to open up a club. They ain't down for that. You know, it's like, man, nobody got time for that. But it, you, you can because you're going there every week to do it. But when I take a different avenue and then start doing it to myself, then it's like, oh, okay. She thinks she doing something. She thinks she did. She thinks she did. Nah, I tried to get y'all to come along. And even with how we're working together and moving now, I ain't known Asia that long, but, you know, we knew each other from the past, but we hadn't had that bond like we have now. But guess what? It's a new vibe. It's a new group, and we're It's a local vibe. Yeah, local vibe. Local vibe, LBO. (laughs) So it's like one of those things, like you said, the envy and jealousy. But it's like, hey, I tried to get you to come along, and you didn't want to take that chance. So you do have to venture out and connect with new people that have the same mentality as you, and you just have to get out your feelings and say, hey, I tried to help y'all, and y'all didn't lead want to lead a go. horse to water. Right. Can't Amen. force them to drink it. Get off. You can show them the fortune. Can't make them think rich. Man. That's a knowledge line. Boom. <laughs> Look at him. Dropping that knowledge on them grind oh, that, That's knowledge. I got that from knowledge. I ain't, <laughs> ain't plagiarizing. <laughs> I went to college. I know what that word means. Hey, what you said. What you said. Yeah, but I think that lead us to our next topic. I ain't trying to take your position. No, but, uh, no. Come on, Joe. But basically, because we came from being a consumer to now the business owner, to now we have to know how to get into branding and marketing. You got to get the word out so people can know who you are and what you do. So I think that's a new level of now we got that business. Now we got that website, you know, but the website don't work. So now we got to, we don't even value websites. Now we got, you know, the product on the shelf. And we like, man, people don't support black business. Is it that or they don't know about you? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know where you at because you drive there every day. So you exactly. feel like the world know because that's what your whole world know. Or or just because your, you, your favorite 10 Facebook friends, they show you. Because they all know about you, think that's everybody. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's so much more world out here than just the world that you're in. But if, if, cause I'm, I can even say that, for example, I would, I have a brick and mortar location. Uh, this is my fourth one, and all of them I, I advertise on Facebook and Instagram and everything else. But I literally went nowhere but to work at home for Boom. six years, every single day, because I couldn't afford to go Dedication, nowhere. Dedication, ladies and gentlemen. You uh, got discipline. But so that was the consistency part. But now that I'm physically getting around to touch people, now it's spreading, you know. So I mean that's the important part that but that's the important part that business owners have to realize that everybody can't just come to you. You gotta get out and let people know who you are and what what you got going on. So branding and marketing. If a person can't walk past you and see your logo on your shirt, how can you expect them to know you do whatever you do? 
right. or to even ask you about it. Mm-hmm. If you can't give them a flyer or something that's going to lead them somewhere, and you got to talk to them for 30 minutes to tell them who you are. Why do they owe you 30 minutes of their life if they ain't going to get back and they don't even know if you even have Boom. anything that's valuable to them? Mm-hmm. So we got to respect people's time. You know, all of that. To respect and time, yeah. yeah. But basically what I mean, I'm, I'm leading to that you have to package yourself in a way where they can get you in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And as a business owner, that's your responsibility. And that's just coming branding and marketing. That's why commercials are only 30 seconds. It only take that long to learn about somebody. That's why we hear the about 30 seconds. Pitch. Yeah, 30 yeah. seconds. Yeah. You know, so that's what we could talk about, ways that we could help uh, make suggestions. You know, and let's talk about the do's and the don'ts and, I guess, uh, the cause and effect of, you know, good branding versus bad branding and what it could lead to and, and where was, we at. I was going to say, like, I know um, Asia always make the statement about purpose-driven tees. I don't want everybody in my stuff, which makes sense because I ain't going to lie. I, when I met Paul, he had on a millionaire grind um, sweater. The first thing I said to him was, how you get that sweater? Like, you know, it was like one of those things because I'm like, evidently, one, you're a quality person, and I want to know if you're a quality person or did you take that sweater from somewhere else? I need to know that you, you know. So I do understand when you make that statement of everybody don't need to be wearing my stuff because it it do represent you in your brand because when people see that, they're going to automatically think of you guys. Mm -hmm. And when they think of you guys, they're going to say, oh, well, if you wearing that stuff, then you must be good people, you know, especially if you're a business owner. So I, I do, I get that now because, like I said, when I see him and I see other people, I'm kind of like, okay, you cool people. I can trust you doing business or something like that just because they're branded. Man, check this out. I used to work at Nike. Nike would prefer to slice all their stuff up. Mm-hmm. I used to work then there. give it to the homeless because I was like why we can't get this to the homeless I said I took a day because my boss told me I was going to have to leave if I wouldn't cut up I was like I can't cut this up like, I got no homeless people right there they, they was like well Tamika Nike don't want homeless people walking around in their brand because if a homeless person got on a Tiger Woods shirt that mean she, nobody on the golf course going to wear a Tiger Woods shirt. Why would I pay all that money for something you're going to give a homeless person for free? If you look at it from their point of view. I, I'm, I mean, I know. That's I, not my thought for real, but I'm saying you look yeah. at it from their point of view. And but I, then we say, but they say, how we recycling this and making new product that's going to sell later. So the business can. They ain't say that. Not, they don't have to tell you that. They, you right. You right. Because I was like, man, I can't cut. These ain't my thoughts, though, y'all. I'm just saying that's how the business owner thinks. But that's, I mean, that's smart for a business owner. Because like you said, they you represent that brand. But, but I really do think it should be some kind of charitable thing because they could write off taxes. So it could be a program where they could say, hey, the stuff that didn't sell, let's get it to yeah, a charitable Yeah, somebody can still cause. use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, give it to the golf players or some kids who want, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, give especially if you finna scrap it anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. y'all was real cutting. I couldn't, I, I took that day. Kroger's do it. Kroger's throw away their food. Like I, um, when I used to yeah. um, work at the little kiosk, honey back hands inside the Kroger store, they literally would throw the food away. Good and, food. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think Walmart do too, don't I think I ain't never been in that. Walmart, but just my I've heard, experience. Well, I've, I've yeah. Heard that. Let me lead. Let me lead them folks out of Walmart. Sorry, y'all ain't shit to do with this. Yeah, I gotta go there and get some bread when I leave. Uh-oh. I'm like, I ain't even we got no testimony to talk about y'all. On the wild green. Y'all still probably doing though, but 
<laughs> but yeah, it's well, shocking. <laughs> yeah, that they will take the time to throw away um, merchandise. Of you know, they like you said, got homeless people and people out here in the streets. That is sad. Well, it's your girl Aisha Shabri, the owner of Purpose Driven Tees, <laughs> the dopest T-shirt brand in the whole entire world. Uh, my website is www.mypdt.com. Okay, so now I'm going to talk about marketing and branding. <laughs> what she just did. Right there. It's a small thing. Case in point. So the reason why I opened with that line is because you all know I'm adamant. I speak on marketing and branding. Uh, with me owning a t-shirt brand, um, you know, of course, I had to learn. And thankfully, I had my brother as an example. I didn't understand at first, like, this nigga wear a millionaire crying every day. <laughs> you know? And, uh, you know, and I've been rocking millionaire crying forever, too. But, like, damn, every day? Mm-hmm. But. It's my favorite clothing brand. <laughs> oh, I feel you. And, but, so I had him as an example. So when I got started, I started, when I lunched, I lunched with 11 Designs. And 13 shirts because two of my designs came in two colors so i've been blessed and i've been able you know so back then it was like i got enough shirts that i can wear one of my shirts every day out this week but the difference was my logo was not in all of my design was in it wasn't in any of my designs when i first launched as you notice now now that i know i know more now my logo was in every new design that i have i'm looking at it now so that's one thing um Two, where I grew to was you know this um like but I've I've learned to personally brand myself. So if y'all notice every time I go live or if I get a microphone, if I'm finna speak, if I do anything, I am going to introduce and plug my brand first. That line people I'm known for that line now. And but the reason why I started doing that was because I thought about it, even when we do videos, you know me and you we discussed this the other day. People yeah. jump in and out of videos all day long. And in most cases where we mess up it, we want to save the good part for the end mm-hmm. or for later. But what I've learned is as a business owner, teaching people how to spend money with you and how to get to your business is the most important part out of all the shit you're going to talk to them about. Mm-hmm. So my thing is before we <laughs> yeah. get started, just in case you don't stay on my video that long, mm-hmm. If nothing else, I want this to ring in your ear. It's your girl, Aisha Shabri, the owner of Purpose Driven Tees, the dopest t-shirt brand in the whole entire world, and my website. Mm -hmm. If you don't get nothing else, get that. Because other than that, I don't give a damn about you coming to to my video just to be nosy, Mm -hmm. just to see what I'm talking about, if you're not really vested into what I'm doing anyway. So that's one thing. So I started doing that, and that's the reason why. So... Y'all can start doing, y'all can take notes, do this shit to begin y'all videos too. I shall start. Therefore, doing. you know, mm-hmm. person running out, give them the most important part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm known for carrying a notebook. What that notebook is, a lot of people don't understand. I don't necessarily carry that book at all times to make sales. I am responsible, and every business owner is responsible for making sure that people know your logo. And the only way you can do that, you have to keep it in front of their faces every opportunity you get. So on that note, I carried that notebook because on the outside of it, Purpose Driven T's logo was on it big as hell. (laughs) So no matter where I'm at, whether I'm in the club, whether I'm in the restaurant, whether I'm anywhere, I have to sit this book down. 
when I sit it down, everyone who walk past it has to see it. I just need you to get familiar. That's me working while I'm doing whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Now, if you just want to be nosy and you open it up, on the very first page is a picture of me to where you know you can associate. No, I'm not carrying. I ain't flogging. Mm-hmm. It's a picture of me, my website, and it says right there on the first page, all shirts are $20. When you open up that book, it's my whole entire brand. And the reason why I can confidently carry it wherever I am is because Anytime you catch me, as long as I'm in the realm, you can get the shirt from me right there on the spot. Mm-hmm. And so, and I believe in you put your, you man, it's your, you got to think with your business. It's your idea that you're, that you having to take from your mind and you're, it's, you having to try to figure out how to get it out and how to get it in front of as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. That's your job. And like I tell people, when it, the way it boils down, your job, your business, that's your baby. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, a lot of people that get cocky and they get confident because they got a few supporters and business owners don't think that marketing and branding is their responsibility. They, they relying on word of mouth. Well, word of mouth, here's my thing. That's your baby. Shouldn't nobody love your baby more than you do. Mm-hmm. And if somebody else love your baby more than you do, you have a problem. Big one. Mm-hmm. That's true. Simple Big as that. And that's like with me, the backpack. You know, a lot of people don't know I have a tablet, computer. The reason I do that is because if I have to do an interview or whatever the case may be, bam, I'm pulling my lap, my tablet on my um, backpack, and we're going to record right then and there because they say you only get one shot. So I want to always and you be never prepared. know who you're going to meet. Right. <laughs> I know y'all didn't pick, you and my mom didn't pick my backpack up and be like, first of all, brother, you need, you know. Then it's your <laughs> head, <laughs> But it's about, like you like you said, Brandon. Everybody know this big, hey, she going to probably do an interview with you. Um, I'm probably going to have paper in there to kind of tell people, hey, what's going on in the city. Or if I have to create a flyer right then and there, I'm always prepared and I'm always ready. So that is the important thing to do, you know, if especially if you're taking it serious. And then, um, like you said with Brandon, logos. That was the first thing I did, a logo. Let you know, hey, I'm serious. Then going to get an EIN number. You know, it's people out here that say they want to have a business, but they're not doing the things that need to be done to have a Levels legit business. Yeah, right. They have hustles. Right. So I tell people, businesses. when they say joyride in the city, I tell people, listen, I got, I'm business license, EIN number, I'm it's a real business it's not me just out here playing around because it takes gas money it takes you know a lot of energy you know to do the things that i'm doing so yeah i wanted people to take me serious with my business we take you serious <laughs> please believe me because she be all she over be the city both of y'all be everywhere be man. Everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> Y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in to the Higher Learning Podcast here at the Millionaire Grind Headquarters. Shout out to our guy, Ernest Fields, the Grind Master, for making our dreams come true out here in these we streets, famous. man. We famous, man. Mama, we made it. Yeah, yeah. Thank y'all. Y'all so dope. I'm Ernest Fields, and I approve this message.